Hey, I'm Ella Gray, and welcome back to the Key of E podcast. (laughs) This week, we're talking about Speak Now. Okay, so this album came out in 2010. This is such a pivotal album. I feel like I say that every time, but like, Taylor wrote this album completely alone. There was like a little thing that was going around where people were like, we wish that Speak Now was called Enchanted. Like, Speak Now is such like it's not the best track, like, why would you make that the title track? But I have a little, I have some thoughts on this. I love Enchanted, obviously, it's iconic, but I think speak now as a phrase means more than just, like, speak now at a wedding, you know what I mean? I feel like this is Taylor being, like, this is my chance to talk, this is a self-written album, this is me talking, this is me speaking right now. I'm only this young one time, I'm only experiencing these things right now. I'm never going to get to relive these days. This is me speaking out now. This was the big hit, and it's track one, which is mine. It sets the tone for the album, which is, you know, the first track should do that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's a cute start. It's also mine. You know, it's called mine. It's referencing this album is hers. We're going to go to track three, which is Back to December. I love this intro. This is a vulnerable song because it's it's so easy to be mad at the world or at people just to you know take the blame off yourself or it's just it's easy it's an easy emotion it's easy to cope by just being mad at someone but she's saying this is me swallowing my pride standing in front of you saying I'm sorry for that night like she's she's being vulnerable and saying like I am actually sorry I'm taking responsibility which is such a a mature thing to be able to do I mean that's something that you find when you're older you gave me roses and I left them there to die she's able to recognize like this person was so great I kind of just screwed them over I wrote down in my notes people say that Taylor's songs are all breakup songs she's mad at all of the boys that have broken her heart and she uses that to make albums and make money I can understand where people are coming from but just hearing and I said this in last week's episode but just hearing songs like the best day and like, soon you'll get better and never grow up, like, those are about her family and her mom and her mom's struggle, like, with her medical issues, and then, like, Forever Winter, we'll get to this whenever I talk about Red, and I'll talk a lot more about it, but that's, she's going into mental health and how it's human nature to want to, you know, help people and just help people out, but, you know, it's, it's unhealthy, we can't really fix people, you know, as much as we want to, and that's, that's just so real, and I don't know, I just feel like, this song she's not mad at anyone if anything she's upset with herself she's like I wish I played that better I could have I could have you know and not saying that she had to stay in the relationship if, if it wasn't working leave but she's saying like I wish I did it better let's move on to Dear John track five Long were the nights when my days once revolved around you. Counting my footsteps, praying the floor won't fall through again. I feel like we don't 
realize, at least normally, we don't realize how bad things are until we're out of it. And I think, I mean, when she wrote this, you know, she had just gotten out of a relationship and she's looking at it from like a fairly recent past experience. You know what I mean? Like she's looking back and then in would have, could have, should have on midnights, she's looking at it from 10 years after. I lived in your chess game, but you changed the rules every day. My mom always loved this song whenever I was little and I didn't really resonate with it because I didn't really understand like poetry or loss and heartbreak. I was just like, cool, John, we hate him. You know what I mean? Like I just, I didn't know. I didn't even probably know who John was anyway. But I just remember her being like, this is so clever, like dear John, but it's like to John. But I took your matches before fire could catch me. I'm shining like fireworks over your sad empty town. I love the fire visual. And I feel like, I feel like we see this a lot in music, but fire is like a powerful thing because it's one of the things you can see and feel. You can look at fire and be like, oh, I know that feels hot. You can hear it. You can hear when you uh, strike a match or when you light a candle, you can hear it on the wick. It affects all of your senses. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just, I like when people talk about fire. Let's go to Never Grow Up. This was another one that, it's really funny because all of the ones that I liked as a kid, I loved Mine, I loved Sparks Fly, I loved Better Than Revenge, like I loved like the the more fun ones, I guess, and my mom liked <laughs> this song and Dear John, and I was like, why do you like the boring ones? But now listening to this, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, you know, like now that we're all older, this song is so real how when you're a kid and it always used to make my mom cry and I'd be like why are you crying it's just a song and she's like I don't want you to grow up and I'm like okay well I want to grow up and now I'm just like okay (laughs) I get where she was coming from we all know that this song is incredible There's really not even much I need to say (laughs) about it because there's nothing I can say that hasn't already been said. It's great. It tells a story. Let's listen to this iconic bridge. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Next week, we will go over Red Taylor's version.